Hi, I'm Kathy Rotes. I'm an executive leadership coach certified with John Maxwell and an upper level leader of a direct selling company. I get to teach and coach leadership and practice what I preach with my growing team. It's no secret that every person in the world is unique. Each person has unique strengths and talents. They may be similar to another's, but it's not the same. If we know this, then why do we get frustrated with ourselves when we try something the same way someone else did it and they succeeded at it, but it does not work for us? We are forgetting that our strengths and talents make us different. We need to be thinking differently to cater to who we are. When someone or something says no to us, let's get excited about that challenge. Let's lean into it. Let's find our yes. This podcast will challenge your thinking and your habits. We will challenge you to go for no, so you can be blessed with a yes. Welcome to the podcast that will challenge you in thinking differently. I kind of have an obsession and it's all health related. Okay, so so let's back up. Let's back up a little bit. Um, Years ago, actually I was like 27 years old, I realized an obsession in my life. And at that time it was personal development. I, um, I never was a reader and suddenly I loved John Maxwell books and I dug into these things that truly were helping me think differently to, to grow myself. At the time I was a computer programmer and everything that I was reading had nothing to do with my job. So why did I obsess? And it was like, seriously, an obsession. I, I, I didn't care. I didn't care that it didn't have anything to do with my job. I was just so enjoying it. I dove into everything, every, every book, every article, every, well, there were no podcasts, but I did have tapes and CDs sent to me so that I could hear different speakers. It wasn't just John Maxwell. I was part of the National Speakers Association and I got their CDs and I had them in my car because my car used to have a CD player and it was just my obsession. Okay, so fast forward, how many years later? 20 some years later and wow, this is my job now. So that obsession was so useful. It, ha- it created what I get to do today. So now here I sit and I think, okay, I have this health obsession. I read things about health. I, I read articles, I read books, I listen to podcasts. I, I have this obsession. I try to eat healthy. I like my sugar, okay? But I, I'm figuring out ways to still get my sugar, but not every day. <laughs> Maybe like one day a week. Well, there's a concept, right? Um, I create my own laundry detergent and it's not because of finances or it's not because it smells better or it's because it's healthier for you. Even the cleaning products I use or don't use is all because of the health factor. And and I've I've considered and I've chosen to just chip away at little things in my life and, and slowly try to be healthier. I mean, the shampoo I use, the toothpaste I use, the, uh, the, the clutter I get rid of. You know, it's not just the food I'm eating or the exercise I choose to do. It's, it's everything. So, okay, way back when, like I'm talking about 2006-ish, when I was working in sales for a, a software company, I did a lot of traveling to visit associations in Chicago and, D, and Washington, D.C. 
And two of these associations that I really remember the most were food-related. And to be honest, I don't know the exact name of the association anymore. I did try to Google it, but names change over the years, so who knows? I couldn't find what I was, what I was thinking it was. Uh, but the one in Chicago was food-related. And when I was interviewing and talking to these people, they, they told me that they create food. Well, in my naive way, I said, oh, yeah, you know what? I work a lot with Pampered Chef, and, and they always are creating these amazing recipes and combinations of foods that I would have never thought of. And she said, no, we don't create recipes. We create food. And that isn't possible in my mind. Food comes from the ground or the animal. What do you mean you create food? Okay, so I am naive, right? I always I used to think that organizations were creating things that were good for us. Like they were watching out for us. <laughs> Seriously, maybe back in the 80s they were. Well, never mind. Anyway, what a naive thought, right? Okay, so, so she educates me and says, we create food. Okay, well then I go to Washington DC and I meet with the School Lunch Program Association. And this was back when Michelle Obama didn't quite have everything happening. It was in the works to have healthier food options at school. Um, but it wasn't all happening yet. You know, the pizza was there and the fast food type of stuff and the junk food was there. I mean, gosh, there was a candy machine outside our lunchroom and I remember every day eating our lunch and going and getting a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup and pop was an option to drink. Yeah, that, that doesn't happen anymore. But, but right at this point in my life, it was in a transition mode. And I remember talking to the school lunch program people and, and the frustration that they were having with places that make food. It's not healthy, it's processed, it's chemical driven, it's affecting the kid's body, it's affecting their attention, their focus. I mean, this was back in 06-ish that I was really involved with it and didn't realize the trend. So even back then, I was intrigued by this, right? Okay, so here we are in 2022. I have this obsession with books about being healthy, with knowledge about what really happens in our body when we eat certain foods or when certain chemicals are added to our body. And I've come across this awesome podcast. It's called The Model Health Show by Sean Stevenson. I was listening to episode number 564, and this was an episode that, and by the way, his episodes are really long, like 90 minutes, uh, but this was really about pharmacies, pharmacy company, pharmaceutical companies, and it was talking a lot about pharmaceutical drugs, and I mean, there's, there's a lot, a lot of detail in his podcast episode that I'm not even going to try to replicate, but it was alarming. And, you know, something I always say is nobody cares about you as much as you do. And that sounds kind of harsh because, of course, my parents care more. Of course, my spouse cares more. Of course, my kids. Of course, I care about my kids more, right? No, because nobody understands the gaps that you have in your head except you. A doctor doesn't. A pharmaceutical company doesn't. United States is the sickest developed country in the world, and we spend the most on medications. Hmm. Is there a link? Hmm. There's a thought, right? Well, we, we need to be accountable for us. 
If we want anything to be changed, we, we need to be educated. And we need to be aware. We need to not put on our naive glasses. Like I know I've worn quite a few times in my life. And, and we need to, to be empowered. We need to be empowered to make choices that are wise for our body, right? The episode really was enlightening, okay? Here's just a few tidbits of what, what he was sharing. Um, he talked about how pharmaceutical companies make a profit, okay? And it's obvious they make a profit, right? Just look at their buildings. Um, he also talked about which pharmaceutical company was ordered to pay the largest healthcare fraud settlement, and which company is connected to the opioid crisis. The answers to these questions or the answers to these topics are companies we are well aware of because they're also the creator of the COVID vaccine. Seriously, Johnson & Johnson, Pfizer, these are the names he's talking about that are answering the last two questions I just asked. And hmm, they've now created our vaccine? What? Okay, does anyone else have some questions going off in their head? Okay, he also talks about the number of people who are hospitalized annually for prescribed drugs, properly prescribed drugs. They're hospitalized because it is properly prescribed, but yet, hmm, something's not going right. Um, Ethical concerns regarding FDA approval board. Here's my favorite, and this one really is my favorite. He also talks about how your thoughts can influence your health outcomes. So this past few months of the year, starting right away like in January, right at the turn of the new year, I had I had something happening with my lips. <laughs> and if you were online with me or if you saw me, they were like, it was like Cindy Luhu with Botox, okay? I didn't have to pay for Botox. They were swollen, they were irritated, they itched, they hurt. It was, it was never something I've experienced before in my life. So right away, I'm like, okay, what, what did I do differently? When did this start? Um, I changed toothpastes. I didn't change. I just got a new tube. So, okay, that's going out the door. And let's make our own baking soda toothpaste. That's the grossest thing ever. Oh, my gosh. Okay, but I was in my problem-solving mode because... I got to figure this out. I mean, this is crazy. This isn't normal for me. It has to be an allergic reaction, but I don't want to exclude anything, right? So maybe it's something I'm eating. Maybe it's just the dry air because it's winter. Maybe it is something I've put on my lips. Okay, but here, it's just my lips. If it's something I'm eating, it'd be elsewhere in my body, right? Or my breathing or my digestive system would be affected. No, none of that. None of that. I had, I was trying, I have this, this, this lips, lip chapstick, I guess, not lipstick, chapstick that I love from Sweden. It's very neutral. It's got lanolin in it. I love, love, love it. So, okay, I'm using that. I'm using Eucerin cream, which is another very kind of non-chemical or non-perfumed lotion. Um, oh, I dug out the Vaseline and the Aquaphor. Then I dug out Blistex because, you know, that medicated feeling on your lip. Oh that actually felt really good, like it was doing something, it was healing. So I, I had lips, um, Blistex. I, gosh, I had like this whole stack of stuff that I was trying. Nothing, nothing. I mean, some nights I would wake up itching my lips because it, oh, 
Well, that's an allergic reaction, right? Oh, that, that's what else I had. I had cortisone cream. One day we were traveling home from an Illini basketball game and I made my husband stop like an hour outside of Champaign to go to the drugstore. I wanted Blistex and cortisone cream and and because it was just throbbing and it felt like they were on fire and the cortisone cream helped. So I'm like, okay, there, there it is again. It's an allergic reaction. Well, seven weeks later, we're talking middle of February, I had enough. It wasn't getting any better. I was sick of it, so I went to the doctor. And she looked at it like with this magnifying glass, right? So she looked at my lips and asked me what I was doing and they wrote down everything and I was ready for it, right? Here's what I'm putting on, here's what I'm putting on. Uh, and she's like, okay, what else, what else? And I'm like, yeah, and then there's this chapstick, but it's very simple. I can't really read it because it's from Sweden, but I know it has lanolin cream in it, but it's just, I've used it for years and I love it, right? So when I was talking to her, I was trying to troubleshoot, but I was also maybe sharing information in my bias, okay? Like, like I think it's an allergic reaction. I think So I was almost driving what I was telling her, right? Well, she prescribed me this medicine. It was a special lotion with steroids in it. And she said, this is what you need to do. You only use this twice a day and Vaseline. That's it for the next week. After a week, you cannot use this lotion anymore. There's steroids in it, it's gonna thin your skin. That's it. Okay, all right, everything else just went way to the side of the medicine cabinet and this is what I'm gonna use. Well, within a week, yeah, it was working. My lips were actually looking normal. Well, no, I don't even know what normal looks like, but you know, they weren't as red and puffy. This is kind of cool, this is neat but don't use it for more than a week. It's got steroids in it. So after a week, okay, I put that away and I got out all my Vaseline. I mean, I lived with my Vaseline, but I also got out some of my other stuff like Blistex and my chapstick and Eucerin cream and you know the, the basic simple foundations without any perfumes in it. Starts acting up again. Oh, here we go again. And what I started learning is, is once I have a flare up, it takes a full five to seven days to get it back under control. Well, one day I was out and about and I forgot my Vaseline and my lips were so dry. It, they would crack, they would bleed. I mean, you could see it peeling. You could look at me and you could see there's an issue here, right? It was embarrassing. I was out and about, I didn't have my Vaseline and I just needed something. So I had my chapstick, my Sweden chapstick. It was late in the afternoon. I used it, it felt so good because oh, got something on my lips, right? I woke up the next morning with another flare up. It was so bad that I woke up in the middle of the night itching my lips. Well, what did I do differently the day before? I filled my water bottle at the fitness center and I used my safe, simple Swedish chapstick. Huh. I would have never thought that that would be the culprit. That would be the thing I'm allergic to. I've been using it for years, like 10 years. It's got lanolin in it. And when I started Googling, lanolin comes from sheep. If you have an allergic reaction or allergic tendency toward wool, you're gonna to react to lanolin. I don't have an allergic reaction to wool. Or do I? Well, our bodies can change like every seven years, every, you know, whatever, seven years is what I've heard. 
our body changes and we have reactions to things that we didn't have reactions to before and some things that we did have reactions to we no longer have reactions to you know we like grow out of our allergies so here we are and the culprit is this chapstick that I thought for sure was safe to use so you know when I was talking to the doctor I was I was I was sharing my bias it's definitely not this oh yeah I use this too but it's definitely not that because I've used it for so long Nobody cares about me as much as I do, even though she was trying her best to, to dig into what the problem is. She was trying to give me something like Vaseline and the special medicated lotion. She was trying to help me figure it out. But I can't expect only the doctor to figure it out. I gotta, I gotta own it. I gotta take account. I gotta be like a problem solver, a troubleshooter. I gotta get in my own head and and have little trials, have little trial and errors happening here. We have to be accountable for our health. We cannot depend on doctors, on our moms, on pharmaceutical companies to cure us. We have the power to cure ourselves. I mean, part of that podcast that I mentioned talked about how our thoughts can influence our health outcomes. Yeah, our thoughts, our creative thoughts, our troubleshooting thoughts. We need to be our best advocate. So why am I on this obsession with health? Well, I don't know. I don't know where it's going to lead. I don't know if it'll be a future career of mine. But you know what? For right now, I do know that it's helping me be healthier. It's helping me make wise choices and just avoid putting extra chemicals and garbage into my body. Now I know there's always another side to a story. The pharmaceutical company has another side to their story. I get it. I get it. They have a purpose. I, I get it. But nobody cares about you as much as you do because they don't know the gaps in your head. They don't know the, the true actions you're taking. They don't know the little things that you're doing. You do. You do. So take control of your own health. Choose health over cost, over convenience, over gratification, over taste. <laughs> Don't you want to live your life more mobile or more cognitive, right? Be healthy, my friends. Choose health for the health of it. I hope this topic has challenged you in thinking differently as you strive to grow from success to world-class. Please follow this podcast, visit our websites, and follow Unity Consulting and Chef Kathy on Facebook. That's chef, like a cook, C-H-E-F. Be sure to share this with your friends. I look forward to connecting with you next time to challenge your habits so that you are more efficient and fully empowered.